Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much. So, can we start? Of course. Okay. Hello everyone. Hope you all doing great. Today I'm back with seventh episode of my podcast season 1, Make a Change. Today we have Christina Eins here from Alexandria, United States of America. She's a former FBI violent crime analyst and senior manager, now author, speaker, podcaster and the host of a YouTube channel and also a self-improvement guru. And she is here to share with us a lot of secrets that she has extensively used to establish herself as a well-known author and a self-improvement guru. Before getting started, I would like to give a shout out to Ikorodu News Network (INN), which is being hosted by Ramona Michael from Nigeria. It is a talk show on news and information. So today, I, Ashwarya Gupta. along with Christina Eins would be discussing about her journey to a well-known person and on a serious issue which is on our beliefs how our beliefs are formed and how to change them welcome christina welcome to the show oh thank you so much i'm glad to be here thank you christina you have been into the field of public speaking for quite some years now So definitely a lot of women who are listening this podcast look up to you as a public speaker or look up to you as a professional speaker. Tell us what is one thing which you really need before you even think of establishing yourself as a speaker. Oh, good question. Uh lots of things though I would say first uh belief in yourself, you know, confidence, developing that over time. correct so i think it is not about being best at the skill in the beginning it is about being courageous and confident enough to really become best in the field by practicing practicing and practicing right yes yeah there's a thing in in it's interesting um people will you can know a lot of things right and you get up and present but if you present in the wrong way people won't listen you won't be able to influence them but you can know a topic barely even but if you get up and you present it in the right way people will listen they'll be influenced by you so it's all in i mean it's important to have good content it's important to know what you're talking about but it really is uh does come down to how you deliver the message if people will listen or not absolutely i totally agree with you So Christina you have also written several books one of them was the secret to super productivity can you give our audience some most important tips that you will give to somebody who has failed a lot of times while planning around their natural energy fluctuations yes actually uh that book i i was looking around because i've always gotten a lot more s- a lot of stuff done uh looking around compared to colleagues and peers in the workplace and even in school um a lot more work done in in the less time and I was trying to figure out well how do I do that and once I went and looked it's actually I actually adjust my schedule and what I'm doing based on my energy levels and I do whatever I can to keep them up and so that's where that system came from it's more about paying attention to your energy levels 
versus how you're managing your time. Because we can't be productive for 24 hours in a day, right? <laughs> Because we don't have enough energy to do that. We have to sleep. We have to rest. Uh, we have to take care of ourselves, right? So it's about maximizing your energy levels. It's an easy three-step system. So the first one is know your natural energy levels. Then know what your energy consumers and energy creators are. Those are those things that bring us energy and those things that take away our energy. And it can be anything, right? It can be food, exercise, uh, being around negative people can take our energy. And then you plan your day accordingly. So that's how you get, there's a whole lot involved in that, but essentially that's a quick overview of the system. It's just a knowledge about your energy levels and how you are using them and that you can treat them like a bank account, that you're not um, victim to your energy, if you will. Absolutely fascinating. I totally agree with you. Like we should know the energy that we have inside us and we should know how to use it. Exactly. So it's, yeah, yeah. So, Christina, with respect to getting out in the world with your message, a lot of times we feel it is important to go on big shows, big places where your name could be actually called upon and get a lot of exposure in the media. You have actually strategically worked upon building the exposure and media for yourself. So, the video interviews and audio interviews and one of the biggest difficulties women really have is understanding the difference between video interview and audio interview in terms of the kind of content they should be talking about. So tell me, how do you really differentiate between the two and what are the ways to really master both the arts? Ooh, good question. Well, you know, I uh, same with um, doing speeches in person and doing speeches virtually. There's an adjustment, right? So I actually like to present the same content that I do in person versus audio, but there's a switch in how you present it, right? So for example, if we were to talk about today, how to adjust, uh, how to understand your perceptions and how to adjust them as needed, I would use a lot more, uh, whereas in person I could show, right, a slide that has a model on it. In audio, I would need to be better at explaining so the person could create a picture in their head about it. So it's an adjustment on that. So it's a, li a little more communication skills. And when you're in person, you can use your body language, your eye contact, your energy, if you will, coming across on the stage or on video. Whereas audio, all of that energy needs to go into your voice. So a little bit of a difference, you say same content, but a different way to deliver it. Absolutely. And I also think personally that your voice is the best way to manipulate a person. How you think, how you react. It's a very important thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, I think nowadays it is very more accessible to get bored because we all are at home. We are all really trying to understand the technology behind podcasting and radios. So a lot of people are coming up with new radio shows. A lot of people have already established podcasts. And we can generally have a mix of them to find exposure and get the message out. And that is the beginning of professional speaker journey. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, it is so amazing to be alive in today's world where, I mean, aging myself before, if you wanted to speak up, Uh, it was very hard to because there wasn't really a well-known internet and, you know, there wasn't any ways to do that. Now anyone can get their voice out there. 
Uh, and there's so many different ways that they can do that. Very true, very true. If we are willing to do something, we can do it for sure. Exactly. Yeah, so you were a violent crime analyst at FBI for more than nine years who are also known as detectives or private investigators, aid law enforcement officers by studying crime and suspects. Being a violent crime analyst is a very proud inspiring moment for all the women. What message you would like to give to the women who think that they are not fit for these type of roles? I say if you want it, go after it. Don't let anything stop you. Uh, it was something that interested me. Uh, as a violent crime analyst, I, it, it was, I love puzzles and it was puzzles essentially, right? And I didn't let anything get in my way. And a lot of not letting stuff get in your way too is, and this also translates very well out into in the speaker world and what we're doing right now, it's about building relationships, letting people see how you work, how you think, you know, sharing your voice, being confident, and that will help you get what you want building those relationships great christina so according to you it's very important to have some passion in you yeah to start working on the things definitely you must have passion go for it don't let anything get in your way much like you're doing right now right oh thank you so much <laughs> i think that was very insightful conversation and a lot of women will be inspired to put in the work and then see the results coming. Christina, so let's come to the topic of formation of beliefs. Let's tell our audience how our beliefs are formed and how can we change them. Excellent. Yeah, I love that your podcast is titled Make a Change. And because what I like to work on is making a change in perception. That changes everything in your world because our perception is our reality, how we're perceiving things. <clears throat> so a lot of stuff that I teach uh, in the classroom and in my speaking is the work of Chris Ardress. He's a late Harvard professor, and he really dove into looking at how we create those beliefs. And he came up with the ladder of inference. So I don't need to get into every little rung on that ladder, but just to give you an example of how our perception affects our reality. So let's say, and this is perfect for women too. I've seen this as well. Uh, let's say you're having a conversation with your friends or in a work meeting and you get interrupted by a male colleague a few times. Okay, so that's an event that would be the bottom of this ladder. If you can envision a ladder in your head, the bottom rung is an event occurs. And that event would be the entire meeting that you had or conversation with friends and coworkers, and you get interrupted a few times uh, by a male colleague. Then the next part of the ladder is we, uh, we choose data from that event that affects us or that, that we see through our perception, right? So the data that we would have chosen from that entire conversation or that meeting is that we got interrupted three times. And then we make assumptions and we add meaning to that, right? So depending on your background, one individual could come up with, oh, you know, um, they, I don't have anything important to say. Right. So as we go up that ladder, that develops into a belief. I don't have anything important to say. And obviously, because, you know, so and so interrupted me three times and then that turns into action. So we're less apt to speak up. So that's one 
version of reality that someone could have created from that uh, that circumstance, right? Uh, no one wants to listen to my voice. Um, I, I just might as well not speak up in the future. And then if someone interrupts me in the future, that's proof that no one wants to listen to me. So let's take it from a different perspective, right? And this is one that I liked to take when I was younger. Well, and I still do. Uh, so the same situation, right? Same situation. A uh, person is in a conversation or a work meeting and they get interrupted three times by a colleague. Well, instead of thinking, oh, I have nothing to say, this person has a little bit of a different background. They've worked on their self-confidence in the past. So the data that they choose from that is still the same. This person interrupted me three times. But the way that they add meaning and assumptions and turn into a belief to that is, wow, so-and-so is being rude. <laughs> I'm going to speak a little louder so I can make sure my voice is heard. So that person is having an entirely different uh situation, right? A whole different reality. They're not worried about their voice not being heard or taken seriously. They're more worried about that other person being rude and they're going to make sure that their voice is heard. One other salute, one other, I've seen another reaction to the situation. Again, same situation, right? Someone gets interrupted three times. They pull that same data from that conversation. I was interrupted three times. Instead of focusing on themselves or that other person, uh, they add meaning and add assumptions to oh, well, this person uh, must be just excited and passionate about this topic. So it has nothing to do about me or my voice. It has nothing to do with them being rude. They're just excited about the topic. I'm going to make sure I'm heard, um, but I'm not going to get angry at the other person. So you see how three, it's the same situation, but someone walks in, three different people walk in with different viewpoints and they have completely different realities from that situation. That's pretty interesting, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. It's very true. Very true. Yeah. So the solution. So what do we do? Right. Uh, first of all is awareness. Uh, awareness that when I have some sort of emotional reaction, it's because of the belief that I've created about the situation. So then you go and look, okay, let's look at that first one. Um, my voice isn't worthy of being heard. So that's the belief that person developed after that conversation. Well, the first is awareness. Okay. I have created a belief. And actually what we teach in classes, instead of people say, my voice isn't worth it, uh, they say, I made up a belief that my voice isn't worth it. And that kind of helps them realize, okay, I have control over what, how I decide to see this, right? Then the next step would be to ask questions, um, either of yourself or others. What's a different way I could view this? Well, maybe, maybe they're just rude, or maybe another explanation would be, Maybe they're just excited about this. Uh, is this something they do regularly? Hmm. Okay. Maybe they've done it a few other times before. Maybe I'll go have a conversation. I bet they don't even know that they're doing that. Right? So it would be just first awareness and then ask questions because our brain is so busy making statements. This is how it is. This is what it is. If we stop and ask, well, is this really true? What could be another explanation for it? That in of itself will help you change your perception. So what, what do you think about that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think all of us have our own set of beliefs that shape our lives. This set of beliefs affects what we think about ourselves, others, and the world at large. Yes. Beliefs, are, beliefs are very important and worth examining and understanding as it affects how successful and happy exactly. we are. Exactly. Yeah, well stated. So according... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
So according to me, a belief is something we consider to be a fact. It is anything that we assume to be true. Like beliefs are generally formed in two ways: by our experiences, yeah. influences, and dedications, or by accepting what others tell us to be true. Yeah. Most of our beliefs are formed when we are children. Yeah, right? most of them before actually age five. Yeah. So, what are your views on how the atmosphere of family affects the formation of beliefs in a child? Oh, they definitely do. So, I, as, when I was uh, when my children were young, I I was aware of this. Thank goodness, um, and I tried my best to create more of a like a growth mindset and an open. I can do what I set my mind to belief. So I was I tried to be very careful in the beliefs that I help them build. But the idea, though, is no matter what environment that we grew up in, no matter what we're thinking now, we have the power. If we choose, we have the power to change those beliefs if they are limiting us. Absolutely. Uh, when I was young, I remember my grandparents saying, like, uh, saying not to go near the trees at night, as there's some kind of bad energies or ghosts. So I used to be very scared of these uh-huh. things. But slowly and slowly, I came to know that it was untrue. This said me because plants release carbon dioxide at night, which can be harmful for me. So, our beliefs also affect our behavior, thought, and emotions. Think about how you act automatically when crossing a busy street, because you have been taught and hold a belief that the situation can be dangerous. Similarly, we have hundreds and even thousands of other beliefs that create automatic thoughts and responses. Many of these beliefs are true and serve us well, but some impact us negatively. So, Christina, what you would like to say on this? Uh, a great point. Yes. So, what I recommend, because we do have like tens of thousands of beliefs that we are not even aware of, because they op- they it's how we daily operate, right? It's pay attention to those that are. holding you back uh and you know that by you're having some sort of negative uh and or strong emotions related to them. Uh like I remember um I chose to have children uh in college so that I could not have to take maternity leave. I don't plan as much now, but so I wouldn't have to take maternity leave after college and I could just start my career. And I remember my dad telling me uh you'll you'll never finish college. He was worried. It wasn't you know something that he he meant to say and so i decided to have the belief i absolutely am going to go finish college and i have three degrees now <laughs> so so yeah it's it's those ones that you feel like you're being held back question them look at them examine them so it's when you have some sort of strong emotion like anger frustration um despair like i can't i don't know if i can ever speak in front of a group that's that's a sign right there that that's something that you need to dive and look at dive into and look at and question right 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 so from you uh, like we got to know how can we improve our beliefs so according to me like to improve our beliefs first we have to indif- uh, identify limiting limiting or negative yes. beliefs so How please tell us how can we identify that limiting or negative belief in ourselves? So that's where that strong emotion comes up. So if you have a strong emotion, 
that means that something's happening. You have a belief here that's holding you back. So in the example I provided earlier, uh, someone interrupted me, uh, me, the person, right, three times in a conversation. If you have a strong emotion on that, like anger or um, uh, not despair, but it, like, no, uh, oh, no one wants to listen to me kind of feeling, right? That's a sign that you have a belief that's holding you back. So I go off of that emotion because we get um, we get triggered anytime we have a strong emotion. I mean, think about it, right? Anger, um, you get upset about something. That's a sign that you maybe need to look at that belief a little bit more closely. Absolutely. As people say that there are two types of voices inside your heart. The one which is bad, one which is good. So listen to the one which comes first. Yeah. So that is the thing that which holds back to us. And we should like listen to that voice only. That comes first to our yeah. mind. Am I right? Oh, go ahead. So, I would just say that replace your limiting or negative beliefs with empowering ones. Once you have identified your limited, limiting beliefs, it is time to replace with empowering ones. This is a simple task that requires repetition and effort. Oh, yeah. Am I right? And actually, there's a great resource uh, that can help you. Um, it's There's a book called Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin. Have you heard of that book? Yeah, I heard of that book, but uh, I've never read it. I recommend it. it. So what's neat is he actually categorizes the voices in our head. <laughs> and and not only does he do that, but he also, so there's 10 that he's categorized, right? And the idea of positive intelligence, it's the ratio of your mind serving you versus the ratio of your mind sabotaging you. And he actually has, if you go to positiveintelligence.com, he has an assessment you can take to determine your positive intelligent quotient um, and the the time that your brain is sabotaging you, he's identified 10 different saboteurs a and it's fascinating. There's And you get to see the ones that you rank high in and it provides a full report on, okay, let's say I'm high in the hyperachiever uh, saboteur, the pleaser saboteur. And he goes into, these are the voices that you're probably hearing in your head uh, this is probably how you formed this saboteur again like we were talking about before the age of five and these are some suggestions for how you can overcome this particular voice in your head so it's a great resource if anyone's interested yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing and i also recommend our audience yeah. to also read that book it is really beneficial i also i will it's also an read easy read book. it's good so Thank you so much for recommending. Uh, Christina, thank you so much. And I think that was very insightful. And we all learned a lot. I'm sure a lot of communities already taking actions, including me. So thank you so of much course, for I being enjoyed here. It. Oh, thank you so much. So guys, don't forget to read her books available on Amazon and other platforms and give your reviews. Also, visit her YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Link in the description. Also, follow her follow her on all social media platforms and the links are in the description. Don't forget me, your loving host of the show, Make a Change. Follow the show to get the latest notifications of all the latest episodes. Share with your friends and family to spread awareness 
and don't forget to follow me on Instagram to get all cool updates link in the description that is all for the day today see you guys on the next day with episode 8 for now bye bye